I think the the biggest advice that I could give a, a new business owner is is putting in with both feet and 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 really doing do being able to do all the work of of being your salesperson and be, being involved in the startup of that business and 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 understanding how the business operates um, and having a clear vision and a clear mission statement that you write out and you evaluate it over and over and over again. Um, we, we sit down every quarter with our entire team and evaluate our vision because we want not only the as an owner to have a clear vision for the business, but I want our employees to be bought into that. We say our mission statement every day. Um, what is our mission? What are we what are we here to achieve? What are we doing and where are we going? Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, Jeff Maine. And uh, Jeff started this journey uh, graduating uh, high school in the 90s. And then uh, during that period of time, uh, mowed lawns, both during uh, high school and college. Um, always loved working for himself. And so had uh, some jobs uh, with some other, or and then also had some jobs with some other businesses as he went along his journey. And before his dad convinced him to start his own business. So graduated from college, moved home, uh, started a payment processing uh, business, went through a few different uh, iterations of that business. And then uh, three years ago, started the business that he's at today. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Jeff. Thank you so much, Devin. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Excited to have you on. So so with that, I just gave a, a quick run through to a much longer journey, but tell us a little <laughs> bit about uh, how your journey got started in uh, graduating high school in the non- 90s while uh, mowing lawns. Yeah, you know, I uh, I was just always at, at, as a child and growing up in high school looking for a way to make a buck. And uh and and you know started mowing the the lawn across the street from our house was an older couple still today friends with them um and uh and, and been a part of their lives and and you know for mowed their grass for 10 plus years that, that was one of those lawns that even after the lawn business i'd still go back and mow their grass but uh you know we started that little mowing business and uh got with my best friend in high school and started cutting more lawns and you know ended up having 50 accounts that we took care of through high school and, and we're doing too well to not do it in college. So we both went to colleges that were in a driving distance back to home. And uh, we'd take our classes early in the morning and, and come home and cut grass. And, and I give that a lot of, of the reason why I turned out to be who I am of dealing with different personalities and working with customers and, you know, upset customers, breaking windows of cars and doors and having to fix that stuff. And, um, tearing up your lawnmowers and having to get them maintained. And, you know, we learned a lot through business and, and what to do in, in those situations and, um, and really made us both uh, the men and, and the um, entrepreneurs that we are today. No, sounds like it was a great opportunity to to learn and to get a new or a lot of experience and, uh, and also earn, earn some money along the way. So now- so you went off to college and studied, graduated, got a degree. What did you get the degree? Yeah, so or, I went to college at uh, St. Louis University, studied finance there. Um, and, and I did some winter internships at a few different businesses. 
Monsanto was the big one. Um, and I worked in their HRIT department, um, learned PeopleSoft. And uh, that was when I was interviewing for jobs my senior year, that was my big kind of resume builder, you know, if you will, all the big, you know, consulting companies, Arthur Anderson and Ernst and Young, and those companies really liked the fact that I knew that software. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I was offered jobs at those companies and still have those, uh, those, those offers uh, and those letters and look back on that sometime. And it was really my dad at that time that uh, said, stay in, stay in small business and you can always go get those corporate America jobs. And, um, and he cut me out of that world, which what a blessing that has been. Now, how long just uh, before your dad uh, talked some sense into you, or at least uh, say on the the path that was right for you, uh, but how long were you kind of in that corporate world or, or how long did you, did you kind of uh, work uh, in those jobs? Yeah, I, I did those summer in, or winter internships through college. Um, you know, my dad was a corporate guy. He was the COO of a, a corporation that wrote software for utility companies. And um, he was a smart guy, but he, I, I think he, he knew that I had that entrepreneur spirit and he didn't want me to fall into the same position that he had fallen into where he had a family and had, had a job that he made good money and he was providing a, a good living and, uh, you know, a good atmosphere for his family and his children. And, and he, it was too big of a risk for him at that spot in his life to be able to go and, and own his own business. And so I think there were parts of it that he believed in me for sure, but he was kind of living through vicariously through what I was doing. And, and he just wanted to be a part of that. And so um, we were actually able to start our businesses and his last seven, eight years of life, um, he was able to retire and work with me full time in my office. And and it was one of those things that I'd tell people they'd come to our office and he sometimes he might be sitting at his desk playing cards on the computer, you know, but um, but he was there and he was definitely a soundboard for us. And we could talk to him and ask him questions. And and he just and, and, he, and he loved it. He loved every minute of it. So um, it was awesome to have that time with him um, when we had it. No, that's awesome. Sounds like it was a great experience. So now, now as you, your dad kind of said, Hey, I think you'd uh, be or enjoy and uh, be more successful doing your own business. And you kind of start down that path. So, you you know, if I remember right, kind of moved home or lived with them for a period of time, yeah. got the business going. <laughs> so what was that initial business or kind of what was that uh, entrance into to doing your own business? Yeah. So I had an opportunity in my senior year of college to do some payment processing, uh, work for a, for a company out of state. And, um, and so I'd kind of got my feet wet in that industry and and started learning it. And, and I, you know, I was going out and selling and, and understanding that business. And, and his statement to me when I graduated was, Hey, you know, I've, I've been supporting you for this long. Um, start your own business. Um, just give it a run and um, move home, live with me. I'll, I'll pay your car payment. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take care of you and, and, you know, put food on in front of you. Just, but, but be smart about it, you know, and, um, and live here and get your business going. And so that's what I did. I moved home and, um, set up one of the bedrooms upstairs was my office and the other one was my bedroom. And, um, and we, and I went out and hit the streets and, and started knocking on doors and, um, and, and selling payment processing. I knew the business. And so I started, I already had a few relationships with different processors and, um, and that's how we started. Oh, sounds like it was uh, a great beginning and uh, certainly uh, a great opportunity. So, so you got started there. And so, you know, you have the 
bedroom set up in one room and the office set yeah. up in the other and you're uh, you know or had the the, uh, the supportive uh, parents and so now you get into it and you start to go knock doors now you know how did that go was it something where you started to get uh, clientele early on and things took off and went great or is one where yeah. it took a while to build it up or you're always teetering on the verge of bankruptcy or you know <laughs> or, or kind of yeah. you know somewhere in between but walk us through a little bit of how that got going yeah we um you know, as, as entrepreneurs, I think we've all had the highs and the lows, and and I'm sure we're going to hit on some of those today. And, you know, you think back to all those times, and um, there's definitely been times in our my career that we've had to figure it out. And um, and there's been times that have been fantastic. But um, when, we, when we first started the business, the first year, you know, was signing an account here and, you know, one or two accounts a week, you know, really knocking on doors and just slowly building that portfolio. Um, when we, um, about a year in, we, I started calling utility companies and, um, we found out there were some interchange category rates that were specialized for utility companies. And this is back 1999, 2000. And just a lot of these companies hadn't taken advantage of some of these interchange categories and that, that they, they didn't know about them. Their, their local banks weren't telling them what, you know, these take to take advantage of these situations. So mm. with my dad's involvement in utility companies, I could call these companies and ask for the general manager and tell them who I was. And they would talk to me um, because of they knew my dad. So it was, I was getting in the door at these utility companies across the country. And, and literally within five or six months, we had signed a couple hundred big utility companies that processed lots of volume. And so our, our company went from struggling to doing really, really well, really, really quick. Um, mm. And um, and so it was a real fun run, but it was short lived because after that, the, the software company started getting smart about it. And then they started taking that business back. So what we were able to do is kind of get in front of some of that stuff. And and we were able to actually sell that portfolio a couple of years after all this, before we were, we lost it all, we were able to sell it and um, cash in, if you will, and then do it, go a different route. Hmm. So now so, you see, so see, so uh, said, okay, they're starting to, you know, get wiser, at least figure it out. And, you know, that's yeah. part of the competitive era or atmosphere of they're figuring out how to or save money and uh, reduce costs for their clients and, you know, turnarounds a bit fair play. So now as you kind of uh, sold that, made that exit, kind of where did you go from there? Kind of how did you figure out what the, the yeah. next step would be for you? So, so our next step was we got heavy into marketing to new businesses. So we said, all right, we, we've had a good run here. Let's, let's really go after new businesses. So we were, we were doing our own printing. Uh, we were, we were basically mailing postcards back then, you know, or you would find, you know, as many, you know, you'd buy these lists of new businesses and you were, we were mailing out 10,000 postcards a week. And we just started staffing with a tele, you know, a telecenter and the office. And, and I think at some of those times we were, we were probably up to 15, 20 employees just answering the phones and, um, and closing these deals that, that, you know, in hindsight, you kind of look back on that and you say, you know, we, we had the money to do it. And, and we were, we were, we were maintaining our business by doing that. But we weren't really growing the way we thought we were growing. We were signing lots of accounts, but we were 50 to 75% of those businesses would go out of business in the first year out of the gate because we're only marketing to new businesses. Um, and then you'd take another 
25 to 30% of those businesses that would, you know, they would, they didn't do any volume, you know, they would stay in business, but they did very, very little volume. So out of a hundred businesses that you'd spend all this time and salaries and energy on, you might get five to 10 that were making you money. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's easy to sit back today, you know, so far down the road and say, man, I thought that was really good then because we were signing a hundred deals a month. And the processors, then we'd go talk to new processors about new deals. They thought we were doing really, really well because we were signing a lot of numbers. But for what I learned, you know, they, so they, they, they love that, you know, they love when they can see that you, you're bringing in all this new business. But today I look back at that and say, man, I'd rather have a whole lot smaller staff, bring a whole lot more clarity to merchants and really be focused in what we're doing and take better care of the businesses that we're signing and have a better idea of who we're signing. And instead of signing a hundred deals, I don't care if we only sign 10 this month, if they're the right 10. No, makes, so. makes perfect sense. And sounds like, you know, you know, and that's kind of when always, I, you know, I'm a big lover of a, a lot of different business shows, whether it's Shark Tank or The Profit, and there's a lot of them different ones out there. You know, you'll hear these businesses are making huge, you know, revenues, and yet their profit is nothing or they're not profitable at all, or they're losing money. And you're saying, you know, you, you know, for most people, it's like, well, you made it, you're making all this money. And yet I think that, you know, to your point, if, if you're not making a profit off that money and you're not bringing on the right clients and it's not lining up with the business, doesn't matter how much revenue you're having in. So it sounds like, you know, that was kind of a, yeah. a lesson learned along the way. So now you've been, so you made that uh, shift to the current business about three years ago. And so kind of walk us through how the last three years have gone for you. Yeah. So we had a vision and, and I was in a partnership at the time, you know, we had, we, we had kind of transitioned from the, the call center into a partnership with another company. And we were really heavily focused in one vertical and we did very well. And, um, and then we, we, we had a little split um, that we um, still own some of that portfolio today, but my vision was I wanted to start a company with a, with a clear mission and, the clear mission is what I was just talking about earlier, which is the first part is just bringing clarity to merchants. There's so many business owners out there that accept credit card payments that do not understand why they pay the fees they pay. They don't understand how they should be taking credit cards. They don't understand better ways to take credit cards. They don't understand if they want to eliminate their fees, if they can or and they cannot, or, and if they are eliminating their fees, do they, are they doing it the proper way? The ways that Visa MasterCard have come out and said they can do them. And, um, and so we wanted to really hone in on a lot of clarity to our merchants. We want them to know us and we want to know them. Um, and really be a partner in their business and, and, and help them and, um, and do things above and beyond what other companies do. Um, and, and the other part of our mission is bringing charity to our community. It was something that we wanted in the DNA from the very beginning of our business um, of, of who we are. And, um, and, and that's who we are. And that's what we do. And so we take 10% of all revenue that comes into our business. It shaves into a charity account and we give that back to charity, local organizations. And a lot of our businesses that have organizations that are important to them, we support those organizations, uh, through their payments. And so, uh, business owners can say every time a person walks in and pays with a credit card, that there's a portion of that money that is going back into a local organization because those, those, uh, customers are doing business at that business location. So, 
Sounds awesome. Sounds like it's been a great, uh, great journey and a lot of uh, awesome uh, opportunities to to serve a lot of uh, different businesses and to grow alongside of them. So, well, now as we've kind of reached the the present day of your uh, journey, um, always like to uh, wrap up each episode with the same two questions. So we're going to jump to those now. So the first question I always like to ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? And what'd you learn from it? <laughs> you know, I, I've uh, been thinking a lot about the worst business decision. There's been there's been a lot of bad business decisions that we all make and and we all try to learn from them. Um, I, I think the biggest, the, the worst decision we've made is just taking our eye off of, of the ball and getting sidetracked on different endeavors. And, you know, one of them, you know, we got heavily involved in a, in an ACH company and took our eye off of the credit card company for a while. And, and, you know, that turned out to be, you know, years and years and years later, a, a decent investment for us. But when we initially did it, it took our eye off of our current business, which put us in and we were investing a lot of money and we weren't doing what we knew how to do. Um, we were learning a new business and learning how to do it and hiring developers. And, and we were spending a lot of money instead of focusing on where we were making money, um, which put us in a really bad position. Um, it, it, you know, it caught up to us and, and we had to learn that, Hey, and, and my business coach talks to me about this all the time. He calls it the red ball syndrome of watching that red ball go by and it's easy to go chase it because it looks good. And, and all of us entrepreneurs are, are very easily caught by that red ball um, because it's in our, it's, it's who we are. We we're always thinking about opportunities and building something and going after it. But um, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned in business is doing what I do best and, and knowing what I do and having a clear you know, vision uh, for the business and for me personally, and following that vision and and continuing to do it and not getting off track. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's always easier said than done, because as you're a new business, you know, yeah. there's a balance between, hey, we've got new opportunities, or we we see this, uh, you know, potential gap in the marketplace, or we have this idea for a new feature, maybe it's different or innovative or changing. Sometimes those are great opportunities. And sometimes it's worthwhile to pursue. And yet other times it's those that, hey, it, it distracts us from our core competency and what uh, generates revenue and what yeah. makes sense. And so finding that balance, uh, you know, is always an opportunity to, to make mistakes, but also learn from them. So it sounds like a, a great mistake to learn from. Absolutely. Second question now that I like to ask is, so now if you're talking to somebody that's uh, just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Yeah, so I, I think the, I, I the think biggest the advice biggest that I could give a, I could a, give a, a new business, a new business owner, owner is, is, is putting in with both feet, with both and, feet and, and, and really and doing, really doing uh, do, being do, able to being do, able all, to the do all the work of, of, of being your salesperson, being involved in the startup startup that business and and, and, and understanding, understanding how the business, how the business operates, operates. Um, and um, having a clear, clear vision and a clear, and a clear mission that you write out, write out, evaluate it over, over, and over, and over again. Over again. Um, we, we, sit um, down we, we sit down every quarter, every quarter with our entire, with our entire team, team and evaluate our vision, because, our vision because we want because not, we only, not only the as an owner as an owner have a clear have a clear vision for the business. But I want our I want our to be bought into that. We say our mission statement every day. What is our mission? What is our mission? What are we here? What are we here? 
achieve? What are we doing? What are we doing? And where are we and going? Where are we going? And, um, and that vision have and, and vision changes, right? Because things change. Opportunities that approach your business can change your vision. So don't be afraid to change the vision, but share the vision and let everybody know the vision so that everybody's on that same team and moving that company forward in the right direction. Hmm. No, I think that's uh, definitely a great piece of advice and uh, a great uh, takeaway. So well, now as we uh, wrap up the uh, the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, yeah. they want to be your next best friend, <laughs> any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to talk to you. Um, obviously, our, our website, www.payproudly.com. Proudly, right? That's our name because we want business owners to be proud about their payments. So that's how we came up with Pay Proudly. Um, feel free to email me. You can uh, email Jeff at payproudly.com. Um, and, um, and we will absolutely get back with you. I've got a calendar link out there that I can send you and get on my calendar and would love to have a conversation about your payments or questions that you have about what you're doing. We have a free consultive approach to any merchant that just has questions. We, we will bring you clarity. We will do proposals. We'll do whatever you need us to do with no strings attached. And, um, and if we earn your business, great. And if we don't, that's okay too. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, support a great business. If nothing else, uh, make a new best friend. So with that, thank you again, Jeff, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now for all great. the listeners that are out there, if you have your own journey to share and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So let's go to inventiveguest.com. Apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners. Make sure to click share, subscribe, leave us a review. Helps us to reach even more startups and small businesses to help them along their journey to success. And on that note, if you ever need help with your business, with patents, trademarks, or anything else, your startup, your small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Jeff, for coming on the podcast and wish the thank next leg so of your journey. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. And wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last.